Welcome to the Negotiation and Conflict Management podcast series. I'm glad I know that now. This series is brought to you by the NAC team. NAC stands for Negotiation and Conflict. NAC is made up of a team of scholars who are passionate about the teaching, research, and practice of negotiation and conflict management and all related topics. We offer you this podcast series to highlight the work of global academic thought leaders who have a knack for negotiating and managing conflict. We hope you enjoy this episode. your podcast host for today. Our podcast guest today is Dr. Dejun Tony Kong, who is a tenured associate professor in management and the faculty director of the Bishop Center for Ethical Leadership at the University of South Florida's Muma College of Business. Dr. Kong's research interests include trust, negotiation, leadership, ethics, positive psychology, including humor and gratitude, culture, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. His book, Leading Through Conflict, Into the Fray, was published in 2016. He's won numerous top awards for his work, including for most influential research article and as a research and leadership fellow for multiple organizations. He's also been named a 40 under 40 best business school professor. Today's episode focuses on the topic of trust and negotiations. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Kong. Thank you so much for having me here. Well, let's just jump right in. So my first question for you is why should we study trust and negotiation? What makes it interesting? There's a long story. Originally, I was very interested in negotiation. I applied for WashU PhD program when I was in Fortune magazine as an intern. I had a project on cross-cultural negotiation, and Jim Brad, Ray Freeman, and Michael Morris were my interviewees. Jim really and Ray also they really inspired me. Initially, I had no idea about negotiation research, but the more I learn about it, the more I'm passionate about it. And I just realized the tradition of negotiation research is really focused on decision-making and some sort of a personality as well. But trust seems missing in the negotiation, most of the research on negotiation. So I look into the literature and trying to make sense of trust in negotiation, but I did not find very systematic view on this topic. So under the current environment, you know, there's a declining of trust in general public. So that would definitely influence our negotiation process when we meet another person, even strangers. So this topic becomes increasingly important in our current era, but also I think uh, theoretically it is very important for negotiation, which is a risk-taking behavior, which is a cooperation behavior. So interesting. So methodologically then, how should we be studying trust? So far, I think uh, most people study trust using experimental research, at least in negotiation settings. But if you look at, you know, uh, organizational trust research, then people heavily rely on survey, typically multi-wave survey or longitudinal studies. So I think that these are the two dominant paradigms so far is just the survey research on trust and also experimental research on trust. We can also study trust uh, through qualitative research. I think it can really provide rich contextual knowledge about what trust really means and what is the dynamic process for trust building and repair. And these knowledge or uh, views are really uh, important for us to push the theoretical boundaries, kind of build new theories on trust and negotiations. My meta-analysis paper with Kurt Dirks and Don Farron was just one perspective on trust and negotiation. There are other alternative perspectives. We're not saying that this is the only perspective we need to adopt for trust and negotiation, but I think that this will help start the conversation on this topic. 
And it's such an important conversation to start. As you've noted, it's an incredibly important topic in negotiation and something that we encounter every day. So I'm glad that you mentioned your meta-analysis uh, with Kurt Dirks and Donald Farron. Could you tell us about that study and, and some of the main findings that you have in that meta-analysis? That meta-analysis really trying to provide an overview of the field at that time, what we know and what we need to know and how can we approach this topic moving forward. So first challenge we had with that topic is different people have different measures of trust and negotiation. And it is incredible, interesting. People create their own measure and people just label as a trust. So we have a lot of heterogeneity in terms of measurement. Another thing we, we struggle, initially struggle, but later on we'll figure out what to do, is the perspective. What are we going to do with the perspective on trust? At that time, social exchange perspective is not widely accepted or used in negotiation research. So we propose that perspective as a way to rethink about negotiation and also embedded trust in that negotiation context. So something really interesting about negotiation, particularly the trust effect of negotiation, is dyadic trust actually works better than individual level trust. So if I reciprocate my trust with my partner, that actually has a stronger effect on the outcomes in negotiation. Also, we propose a process model which suggests that there is a dilemma of trust. So trust can build cooperation, can uh, reduce competition, and the cooperation can help build joint outcome uh, and then satisfaction. Competition can help increase the individual uh, gain or individual outcome, uh, but also increase satisfaction. So there is kind of a convoluted mechanisms following trust and negotiation. And that's, that's why trust is so interesting because it's not necessarily positive or negative. It really depends on like, what is the process in that paper, we didn't really talk about a lot about moderators. We only explore certain moderators like integrated potential, diet at level, so the level analysis. But you can imagine personality, beliefs, a lot of mental models can really be contingent variables for the trust effect. I think this field is still wide open, and then there's a lot of research topics we can pursue. This area needs to first develop more kind of a variety of, uh, of research methods to understand this topic uh, in a different ways rather than just running experiments or survey. Second is, uh, I think uh, so far we are taking a very static view on trust. Um, it's kind of a one shot, like either you measure at the, at the end of negotiation or the beginning of negotiation or a certain point during negotiation. This is probably because uh, it is uh, difficult to ask participants report their trust during the negotiation experiment. So if we use a different method, maybe we can capture that kind of uh, that more dynamic nature of trust. It seems that you did face quite a number of challenges when conducting the study. If I understood what you were saying correctly, there are a lot of issues in measurement because many researchers have very different individual measures of their own that they've created. So that's a massive problem from the beginning that we don't agree on even what the construct means, but also that we tend to study it as this very narrow snapshot of a single point in time when really what your analysis and your work has shown is that it's a very much interactive dynamic process over time that can change. Absolutely. So first thing is, what is trust? So the meaning of trust is very ambiguous in negotiation setting. A lot of people using integrity or trustworthiness as a proxy of trust. 
Some people also look at trust intention or the overall trust. So we did not have very clear consensus on what trust means in negotiation, at least based on the, the, the literature we've seen and also the measures we've seen so far. But if you look at the organizational trust literature, ABI, Ability, Benevolence, Integrity, are different from you know, the trust intention or the willingness to take a risk on your partner uh, in that relationship. I think, you know, in terms of how we approach this research topic, there are some idiosyncratic features of negotiating research because it's very dynamic. People typically use experiment and then probably a lot of factors kind of come convergent, like trustworthiness and the trust become kind of similar. We need to try to tease them apart. Trustworthiness may be different from trust because trust is a willingness to accept vulnerability, but trustworthiness is really about belief and expectation or perceptions. So I think, you know, that's another area we can work on just to clean up the literature by treating constructs in a more rigorous way. So basically we know it's important. We know it's complex, but we don't exactly know what to do with it yet. We know it is important because from the big picture perspective, we know it's predictive of important outcome, but we need to look into details like how, what is very important, what is less important about the trustworthiness or about the trust and under what circumstance trust become particularly important in negotiation. So one of the things I've seen is like people start looking at, you know, virtual negotiation versus face-to-face negotiation. That was also kind of a, a traditional line of research and negotiation, just like the communication medium, but also look at from trustor perspective and trustee perspective. Another meta-analysis we did in 2017 uh, is really about trust antecedents in negotiation. And we found it surprisingly more research in negotiation literature focuses on uh, trust store attributes like their power or social motives, but much less on trustee attributes like the ABI, ability, benevolence, and integrity, which is completely different than, you know, organizational trust literature, which largely focuses on trustee attributes rather than trust or attributes. So something interesting about negotiation research, because the tradition we have in negotiation research, but there is a lot of room for more research and then building new understanding about this topic. I'm so glad you you brought up your second meta-analysis and some of the more recent work. I'm curious, in the time since your first meta-analysis was published, or even your second one, are there really important new findings on trust from your own research or from, from others that are really important for us to know? Yeah, so uh, there are some researchers, for example, Jean Brad and Jin Jin Yao, they are looking at like trust store attributes. How does it predict trust? Particularly, they're looking at trust propensity, like as a, a predictor of uh, interpersonal trust and negotiation. So that's a one line of research I've seen so far uh, about trust store attributes. Also, another important topic is about emotions and trust. As you probably also familiar, people are looking at discrete emotions. How does it influence trust? And then one of the paper we published in 2016, JP, was looking at faking anger versus happiness, whether that will influence trust. I think that that's a really important topic because emotions are dynamic. Trust is also dynamic. How to capture that mutual influence? Um, I think that that's another interesting topic uh, for trust research not only in negotiation, but also in variety of contexts. Another one I think is about the, the context of trust. So like virtue versus face-to-face. Also now we have more technologies used in organizations. 
do these technologies influence trust dynamics in different ways than face-to-face interactions? I think a, a lot of uh, new uh, topics emerge because the technological uh, advances, also because of the special time we're in right now, the new normal. As a social scientist, uh, it is incredible exciting time to study new phenomena because all the changes in society. I think that's a really great point. And it actually makes me curious, if you took a step back just more generally, is there any finding from your own research that's just the most interesting to you? And, and why is that finding of yours so captivating? I've been looking into like a how white people trust strangers. <laughs> I've been looking at the stereotypes, like in terms of facial uh, characteristics, like whether there are certain facial characteristics that actually make people trust uh, strangers more. Uh, I've been looking at the narcissism uh, on trust, like whether narcissistic people, they are just, they don't trust people in general because they are thinking they're better. I've also looked at like how to verbally frame a message to make a stranger trust you more. So recently I published a paper with Jinjin Yao in 2021 and Social Psychology Quarterly. It's a sociology journal. We look at the social exchange perspective, how verbal framing of trust motive can influence strangers' uh, behavior in that reciprocity. And we found that pro-social framing works much better than pro-self framing or pro-other framing. So typically we imagine like, okay, pro-other, you know, this is good for you. It sounds wonderful. Like you sound very altruistic. You sound very benevolent, but we found it's actually not credible. So it's actually better to say it's good for us instead of good for you. So that's a little uh, surprising to us because we imagine we originally expect maybe it works the same way. Wow. So framing something as beneficial for both of us actually makes me sound more trustworthy than if I just pointed out how good it is for you. Yeah, so that's another way. um, I think it's a new line of thinking about like how to frame your verbal communication without changing your behavior. So we holding the behavior constant, but we changing the verbal framing. And we found there is a big effect just by framing it differently. And then the mediator is the felt obligation. But also we look at a different pathway, which is the signaling pathway. So we found there is a dual path of explaining this effect. One is a felt obligation. The other one is uh, signaling. And that's fantastic advice because that's something that's actually very much in our control. How we frame something is something that we can change. So that's really useful to know as you're going into a negotiation. Yeah, because sometimes we cannot provide a lot of resources but we can change it how we communicate it, right? So the intention part is really uncertain in interactions. So people really want to know why you're doing you know, certain things, why you are making that decision. So that uncertainty is critical. So if you can frame your message to reduce the uncertainty, then you will get desired effect. Speaking of, how do you advise your students to leverage trust to help their own negotiations? So trust is always a big topic. It is important for students to know how to build trust with people they barely know or know maybe the first time. Typically, I would say, you know, do some small talk because according to my meta-analysis, small talk really helps building trust with strangers. Also, the schmoozing part is really trying to build the interpersonal context for deal-making. Second is, uh, you know, share information, but there's a pattern of information sharing, general information first, and then critical information. Also, I think it is important to align the goal. What is your goal? What is the other person's goal? Can your goals be aligned effectively? That really can build the benevolence part because benevolence is really about the goal alignment and the social motive. 
Also, I think it is important to express appropriate emotions. Emotions have powerful effects on trust, not only swift trust, but also like a, a long-term trust. You've mentioned uh, periodically as we've been talking about some of the, the exciting new areas in trust research, but are there a few particular, very specific things that we still need to know about trust and negotiation? And if so, why would you think it's important that we know those particular things? Yeah, as I said, that the, we have been studying trust uh, in a very static way. It's just one shot. But like uh, I, I've seen that people trying to capture the, the dynamics of uh, trust and more and more using different methods. Certainly, you know, you think about experimental game, the repeated game can help us to capture the dynamics. But the downside is maybe it's not contextualized enough for uh, you know real life negotiation because it's a very simple structure. So I would say like a qualitative study or um, some other methods will help us push the theoretical development. When we say trust development currently, I don't think we capture trust development. It's what we really know is what predicts trust, but it's not development. Second is the complexity of trust. Uh, personally, I'm a very interdisciplinary person. I love reading literatures in you know, econ, psych, uh, poli-sci. Trust, negotiate, both topics are interdisciplinary. So in order to be a really good scholar on both topics, you need to get yourself exposed to different literatures and in different disciplines. Taking a step back more broadly, is there a line of research or study or even a particular article that's most influenced your own research, either in trust or in some other area? I found it's fascinating just to study culture in a systematic way and it also incorporate culture into negotiation research. And certainly I can see culture's relevance and trust in negotiation. A big line of research for me that has really uh, influenced my own research is relationship science, how to build relationship, what are the important relationship components. So trust is an important part of the relationship emotions as well. In recent years, I've focused a lot on emotions, like how to use emotion to define the relationship and then how to coordinate relationship using emotion expressions. You know, trust seems like such a small word and we say it all the time. And yet we really still have so much to understand about it. It's actually an incredibly complex phenomenon that requires a lot of research from a lot of different areas for us really to unpack how it influences us as individuals, our relationships with other people, particularly those other people are different in background or culture, and in especially in the context of negotiation, which is a complex context itself. Absolutely. I think, you know, in order to better understand negotiation, we really need to understand relationship and then how humans define their relationship, how humans develop their relationship. That's why I think, uh, you know, we are on the right track for negotiation research because we actually care more and more about relationship issues. But how to study it well, I think that's a challenge and also opportunity for all of us. So what we learned today from our podcast guest, Dr. Tony Kong, is that trust is truly dynamic and an incredibly important and complex phenomenon in the context of negotiation. Future research really needs to better explain trust dynamics using a variety of research methods. These processes are really complex and they need to be studied with interdisciplinary knowledge. As our series name states, I'm really glad I know that now. Once more, I'm Laura Reese and on behalf of all of us, we thank our guest, Dr. Tony Kong from the Mooma College of Business at the University of South Florida. Thanks so much for joining us today, Tony.
On behalf of our NAC team, Deborah Tsai, Michael Gross, Jennifer Parlamis, Laura Reese, and Ming Hong Tsai, thank you for listening. For more information about this and every episode, you can check out the podcast notes on the NAC website. There you can find additional sources and links to material cited in each episode. Please tell a friend about our podcast, and we hope you will join us next time for another fascinating discussion about a topic you'll be glad to know about.